I believe that the church, our church is a centre of hope. It is a centre of hope. A, a centre of hope, you know, we want to reach, serve and influence those people in our world. Whether that's our, the neighbour next door, our work, our community, wherever that is, we want to be a servant to them. We want to reach, serve and influence them for all that God has. We are that church. So you are so welcome here, and we know that you're going to love it. But hey, before I get started this morning, I do just want to let you know, if you didn't receive a link uh, during the week in your email, and you are on the Dream Team, we don't want you to miss out. So we've got some paper forms at the information desk that you can go and fill out after the service, because it has to be in by Tuesday, and you do not want to miss out on a free ticket to the zoo. So uh, make sure that you head to the information desk after the service. We can sort you out there and then, and you'll be in for the evening, which will be great. Hey, let's pray before we get started this morning, because that's always a good idea. It's always a good idea. So come on, join me this morning. Father God, Lord, we welcome you here today. Lord God, we welcome your Holy Spirit and all that you can do. Lord God, Lord, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you prepare everybody's heart for your word. Lord God, I pray that as I share the word that you've placed on my heart, I pray that you help me to articulate it and to bring it across with your flavor, with your aroma, with your goodness, with your mercy, Lord God, exactly how you'd want it to be. Lord God, I pray that it lands on good soil, Lord God, and that you use it to enhance your kingdom in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, our family like going camping. We love camping. And we've done it all of our married life. And, you know, we've got three beautiful girls. They're all sort of like adults now, ranging from 16 to 22. Three stunners. <laughs> to say so myself, but anyway. Three beautiful girls. Now, we've gone camping since they were little. And when we first started camping, we got a really huge tent. I think it's like, is it a 16 by 4? 16 by something, anyway. No, 12 by 4. It's like divided in half. It's got the curtain in the middle. So, you know, you can have the different rooms and it's got all the different windows. It's got the, the little um, bit out the front, which is almost like the size of another room where you can sort of stretch out and put all your stuff in. Well, that was great. It was plenty big enough for a while. I don't know whether you know what girls are like. <laughs> but girls take a lot of stuff. When you're going on holiday. And it wasn't long until we suddenly realized we're not really fitting into this tent anymore. And so we needed to get another tent. So we got another one exactly the same size. And the girls happily filled it. You know, by the time they take their bedding and the duvet and they take their suitcase and then their makeup case and then their straightener, which never ceases to amaze me why they take a straightener when we're camping. But when they take all their stuff, so we needed another tent. But recently, just in the, um, the recent Christmas holidays, we went to Oriwa. And the girls brought friends as well. So we had to book a double tent site to take our tent for Daryl and I and the food and the gear and the girls' tent for their gear and their friends and their gear. And then there was boyfriends came. They don't get luxury. They get pup tents that might leak. They're on the far ends of the tent sites. 
way, way on the far ends. In fact, we went with friends and one of the pup tents was on the other side of that friend. <laughs> we needed to enlarge our territory. We needed to take up a whole lot of room because we had got bigger and bigger. Can I tell you this morning that that's something that God wants every single one of us to do? To enlarge our tent pegs, to increase our territory, to increase the place of our dwelling, of our influence, of our reach. That's what he wants us to do. You can pull out your notes and follow with me this morning, but it says in Isaiah 54 verse 2, enlarge your house. You're going to need a much bigger place. Don't underestimate the amount of room that you are going to need. So build, build, build. That's what God is saying to you, and that's what God is saying to me. Last week in part one, Daryl started our series called Big. And he spoke on big prayers, didn't he? This morning, my message is titled Big Reach. Big Reach. Because the Word of God says in Ephesians 3 that we serve a God who is unlimited in every way possible. He has unlimited supplies, unlimited love, unlimited power, unlimited mercy, unlimited unlimited blessings for every single person. You know, it's not hype. It's not Christianese jargon that I'm talking about. It's not a lie. It's actually fact and true. It's what the whole Bible talks about. We serve a God with a big heart and a big reach. That's the God who we serve. His desire is that everyone, every single person, doesn't miss out on a relationship with him. Every single person that you know, he wants to be in relationship with him. Their creator, their un discovered hero. Half of them don't know that he is their hero. But he is the cruncher, people. He gave that job to you and me to let them know about it. That's the cruncher. I'm sure you're like me, though, and that whilst we believe in a big God, we so do, we are also acutely aware that we're not big. We're quite small. We're quite limited. We are very awake to our own smallness and our own flaws, aren't we? When it comes to aligning his heart's desires and our actions. You see, his grace and his mercies are new every morning, but ours aren't. (laughs) We're not always quite so gracious. And yes, whilst on one hand we want our family and our friends and our work colleagues and all of them to be, to find God and to find freedom and to step into all that God has for them, the reality is we don't like to rock the boat because we like to be liked. We don't want to upset the apple cart, so to speak, because it is actually really uncomfortable, isn't it? It's actually really awkward to bring up God to bring up his love, to bring up church, to bring up his goodness. It's actually really awkward sometimes. And it's really uncomfortable to do that. But God called you and I to stand out. 
He called us to stand out, to reach out and to make a difference. Why? Why did he do that? Because people matter to God. Every one of us does. And every single person you know does. And whether they're walking that out right now or not, whether they're walking out the knowledge of that or not, doesn't change how he feels about every single one of them. His desire is that we have a big reach, a big reach for him, that we extend and that we stretch out, that we influence, that we encourage, that we invite and we pray for everyone near and far. In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. He said, God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by the baptism and the threefold Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. He says, I'll be with you as you do this. Day after day, I'll be with you, right through till the end of time. Many of you know, but that passage of Scripture is called the Great Commission. But he says it again in 1 Peter 2.9. He says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That's who you are, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness, that you may declare his praises. God wants us to have a big reach. He really does. And in John 4, we read there is a contrast between Jesus and his disciples and their reach with regards to this woman they come across at the well. This woman has quite a history. Not that that matters when you meet Jesus. But Jesus saw this lady as a lost soul who needed what he had to bring. But in the story, we read that actually, you can read it later, that, that the disciples were more focused on getting Jesus his lunch so that they could carry on with their journey. They didn't take the opportunity that was right there in front of them to share the love of Christ. They got sidetracked. But Jesus' desire was to reach out to her, to share the good news, to bring freedom and healing and restoration. He took the opportunity and he took the moment, despite what her journey was that far. He reached out to her. The reality is for you and I is that we're quite like the disciples, aren't we? Because we live in a time and such a way that we are preoccupied all the time with other things. We're always missing moments to sow, to water, to plow, to reap. But every single person matters to God. So how do we reach? How do we have a big reach? 
Well, we heard last week from Daryl about big prayers. And he said that you need to be specific, you need to be persistent, and you need to expect breakthrough. Can I add to that that we need to also pray for opportunities? We need to pray for open doors and opportunities. Just recently, my girls and I were in an op shop in Waihee. We quite like op shopping now and then to find a few little bargains and a few little goodies. And we walked into this op shop and I made a beeline straight for the back. I saw the shoes on the rack and I thought, oh, I'm going to head straight down there and just have a look at those shoes. And when I was there, I found there was like about three pairs that were amazing designer labels. And they were my size and they were in very good condition. And I thought, I think I'll get those. It was $7 a pair. I thought, that's, that's great. That's a steal. I, I wasn't quite so sure on the style. Like, I don't know that if I had full money, I would pick them off a shelf. But for $7, I thought, this will do. Anyway, Daryl's happy with $7. That's good. <laughs> anyway, I walked back to the counter to pay. And as I got to the counter, there was a lady before me who was paying, and she put four pairs of shoes on the bench. They were the most beautiful shoes I've ever seen. <laughs> they were my colour, my size, my design, my style, my everything. And I was like, how did I miss those shoes? Where were those shoes? I was, honestly, I was gutted. I was gutted. Because those were the ones I wanted. And I was like, oh, how did I miss that? And Bailey said to me, Mum, they were at the front door. You walked straight past them. I missed my opportunity. I missed my opportunity. We need to pray for open doors. We need to pray for doors of opportunity to come to pass, that we will not miss a moment that he has for us to plant, to water, to plow, to encourage, to bring sunlight, to reap. But there's another thing about praying for opportunity. Because for us to pray for opportunity for a big reach, we also need to make sure, you know, when you have a big reach, you need to stretch. You need to be able to stretch. And for us to have a big reach, we need to be able to stretch spiritually. Do you know that when we, when we wake up in the morning and we physically stretch... That's our brain's way of checking that all of our muscles are actually working properly. Can I suggest to you today that you need to do a spiritual morning stretch every day? And I can guarantee this will help your reach. You see, what we need to do first is we need to, re we need to stretch down. We need to stretch down and we need to get down on our knees and we need to stretch into God's word and we need to stretch into his love and we need to stretch into all that he is and we need to say, Lord, I need all of you. I need to be full of your Holy Spirit so that I can reach out. I need to be full of who you are. I need to know your perspective on me. I need to stretch into God in the morning. And then I need to stretch up. I need to stretch up with worship. 
I need to stretch up with thanksgiving. I need to stretch up into all that he is. I need to stretch up with my weakness and with my deficiency. Because when I do and I get a full perspective of him, everything changes. I need to stretch down. I need to stretch up. And then when I've done that, I can reach out. I can reach out and I can touch people from a place of wholeness. I can bless people. I can speak words of life over people. I can be kind to people. We need to stretch down. We need to stretch up and then we can reach out into all that God has for us. Pray for opportunities and set yourself up to win and spiritually stretch every morning. To reach big, we also need to be intentional. We need to be intentional. We Daryl touched on it last week and being specific. I am so much into specifics. I'm a list girl. I I just am very specific about things. Detail is my middle name. But we need to be intentional. See, I can guarantee that every single person here this morning has a broad range, has a broad sphere of connections. If you think about it now, you know know hundreds of people. You think of your nieces and your nephews and your work colleagues and and the people you went to school with. it's, It's huge. The amount of people that we all know, but I can also guarantee that the way you relate to every single person is different. You see, because the way we connect at home is different to the way we connect to our work colleagues, isn't it? And the way we connect with our work colleagues is different to the way that we connect with our sports team. It's different. And it's interesting that it was exactly the same for Jesus. He never used the same approach twice. Paul was the same. He writes about it in 1 Corinthians 9, 20 to 22. He says, Even though I am free of demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious and non-religious, meticulous moralists, loose living immoralists, the defeated and the demoralized, whoever I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I have become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. Great scripture. Great scripture. To have a big reach in our relationships, we need to be intentional in how we approach people with graciousness, sensitivity, and relevance. We need to be relevant. And this is never more crucial than it is at home. Your home is so crucial. What does a big reach look like at home? Well, are we honoring and encouraging our spouses? Are we cheering on our kids? Are we speaking words of life 
over our children? Are we loving them despite the pushback, despite the bad habits, despite the bad attitude? Are we still loving them? Are we still praying over them? Because that's a big reach. That's a big reach. Are we being consistent with our walk and our talk? That's a hard one. What about at home or school or uni? What does that big reach look like? You see, are we the employee that goes the extra mile? Are we the employee that turns up on time, is trustworthy, is reliable, is the listening ear in the staff room without verbalising judgment, without bringing judgment on people? Are we the employee that is known for having wisdom in their back pocket? That's a big reach in your workplace. What about in your community? Does your neighbour know that you speak words of life? The parents at the kindy, at the school. Are you known as a person with a caring attitude, a caring character, who can bring words of life, not gossip and despair? The church. What about here? What about in this place? What does a big reach look like in this place? You see, a big reach in here is a people that is invitational. What that means is they'll invite you to sit with them whether they know you or not. They'll invite you to join their small group. They'll invite you for a coffee. They'll invite you back for a meal. To be a people that encourage and cheer each other on. That's what a big reach looks like in this house. To be on the dream team, to, to put your hand up and say, I want to help make this place a home once a month on the roster. That's what a big reach looks like in this place. And the third thing for us to be able to have a big reach is to never give up. Is to never, ever give up. Can the band come up, please? In Galatians 6, 9, it says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued or get tired or get weary in doing good. For at the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. The thing is, the vast majority of our doing good doesn't happen in the limelight, does it? People just don't know about it but it happens in the private, the unobserved, the undetected place where God's kingdom is moving forward. He's taking ground and he's turning people's worlds upside down. But we and others don't always see that. This verse says, let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good and getting tired because doing good is not like the spectacular show of fireworks that we can all can see for miles. But instead, it's like the slow growth of seeds, isn't it? That requires seasons of planting, of watering, of waiting. See, when you feel like giving up, we need to trust God that he sees the big picture. Because you know what? He sees what's happening underneath the soil. We need to trust people into his hands. Because he can see the little seed that's hidden 
from us in different times. Yes, challenges will come when we're reaching. They always do. God never promised that it wouldn't. But the breakthrough doesn't come in retreating. It comes when we stick at it, when we keep going at it, and we hold on to God's promises. So I wonder what a big reach looks like for you this morning. As I've spoken, I wonder what your next step is for your big reach. Maybe you'd say, Denise, this morning, actually, my next step is to, I need to really focus on my spiritual stretch in the morning. I need to dig into God more. I need to pour in to that relationship more so that I can reach others out of a place of wholeness rather than my life, my day being about me all the time. Maybe that's what your next step is, to sow into that time in the morning. Or maybe this morning, perhaps it's about being more intentional. And as I've spoken, maybe you've thought about the different areas of home, work, community, church. And there's an area there that God has said, come on, I need you to take another step and enlarge your capacity, just like we did when we took more tent sites. And there's little pup tents over here, way, way over here, I might add. And then we enlarged our tent pegs. We enlarged our territory. Come on, include more people in your world. Make room for them. Because people matter to God. They so matter to God. Can I pray for you this morning? Father God, Lord, we thank you that your heart is that not one person will miss out on a true relationship with you. And Father God, Lord, we thank you that you have every instrument that we need, Lord God, to reach because you gave that job to us and you back us 100%. Your word says that you'll, you'll be with us day by day. Lord God, Lord, I pray that as People go away today, Lord God, that you continue to water the seed of this word in their heart to open eyes, to increase reach for you, for your kingdom, for your glory. Lord God, I pray for a new wave of boldness and courage to step out for every single person here, Lord God, because you are a God with a big heart and a big reach. And for that, we give you all praise and all honour in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody. Can we thank Denise for that message this morning? Great message today. Awesome. In a few minutes, everybody, we're gonna, our service is going to come to an end. But, but just before we do that, I, I wonder if I can invite everybody to close your, close your eyes right now and bow your heads. And uh, we, we never like to finish a service without uh, giving an opportunity for, for people to respond. And and I just, uh, just sensed this morning that, that maybe you're here and maybe you come with a, a family member or a friend or, or you just found your own way here. But, but you've come to the point in your life where, where you can't continue on the way that you've been doing life. And, and this morning, can I say that, that Jesus Christ is the answer for you. He came to this world and, 
He died that, that you and I might live, and on the third day he rose again, and uh, carrying and cancelling the, can, uh, the debt that you and I owe, which is called our sin, the things that separate us from God. And, and this morning, this morning maybe you're here, and, and you're just, your heart is pumping 